From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get to the show today, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for joining us today here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, Instagram and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe to that shit because we got a lot of cool shit coming to the YouTube channel. So... Today we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking about last night's NXT. We're going to be talking about the news and notes from around the wrestling world. Most of it has to do with AEW because AEW is still running the news sites right now. They are blowing every wrestling promotion out the water with all the news coming right now from AEW. I got some thoughts and opinions on the landscape of professional wrestling and how things may have took a turn on Sunday with AEW's All Out. There is a lot of talk about Vince McMahon possibly having creative meetings, trying to compete. We'll see what goes on in the coming future. But right now, if you tell me that Vince McMahon is trying to, you know, make a more appealing promotion or make a more appealing show, it didn't happen on last Monday night's Raw because Raw sucked. It also didn't happen on NXT last night because the last NXT of the NXT error was not too, you know nothing to go home about we're gonna talk about that later on today this is going to be a new era of nxt but without further ado let's get into the show for today ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for allowing me into your morning routine on a daily basis and riding with the wrestling delorean podcast we appreciate all your support let's get into the news and notes from around the wrestling world last Well, on Monday, the day after All Out, news broke that Vince McMahon held an emergency creative meeting. One would think because of all the hype and all the circumstances that happened at All Out, Vince McMahon is feeling the pressure, you know. That's why all that BS about, oh, AEW's not competition, I don't believe that one bit. And let me tell you why. Vince McMahon is still an egomaniac. And if all the talk around the wrestling world is not about him, if it's not about the WWE, that's going to take shots at the pride of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And let me tell you that Vinny Mac is feeling it. He is feeling the heat. Right now, everybody's talking about AEW. Everyone's talking about Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk. What hype does the WWE have right now? What does the WWE have going for them besides a special SmackDown going down this Friday that will include legends that will not be there next Friday? See, that's the go-to. 
That's WWE's creative plans. The go-to is to constantly have these old legends come walking back into the promotion for one night to pop a rating, and then walk them right back out, and that's your way of competing. So everyone's like, oh, well, of course WWE doesn't have to compete. Of course, you know, AEW's not competition because AEW doesn't have the type of money or global reach that the WWE has. Do you really think that that does not affect Vince McMahon, do you really think that all the buzz and hype does not affect the Don Kingpin of professional wrestling? I could have more money than my peers, but if my peers have the better show, what good is that money? I could have more money than my competition, but if my competition is kicking my ass I will need to step up my game because they will. There will be a time if WWE is on the same trajectory. There will be a time where they may not have that same money. They might. They may not have that global reach. Everybody wants the cool and thing. If you want to stay in touch with society, you got to keep in touch with the times. Right now, the WWE looks like an aging old horse and you got the young stallion right behind him nipping at the tail and it the WWE should not have a three year old company nipping at the tail not even three years old two and a half nipping at the tail because WWE been around for like the last 70 years so if you have AEW catching up to the WWE in three years. What does that tell you? It is not like the WWE does not have the talent and the resources to have a good, compelling show. It's going to get a little dicey. Monday Night Football is coming back. The Raw ratings already are on a decline. With the return of Monday Night Football, the Raw ratings are going to go even further down. And if there is a time where AEW's ratings beat Raw, do you think this is going to make the executives at USA happy? Because the executives and the program directors of the USA Network and NBC Universal are already not happy. And that is because the executives of Fox demands more out of SmackDown. So while WWE is catering to Fox, acting like it's the be-all, end-all, giving them everything, while Fox has the return of John Cena, while Fox has the return of Brock Lesnar, while Fox has the return of Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, the return of The Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, the return of Edge, While Fox gets Hell in the Cell for the first time ever on live TV for free. The USA Network gets what? Goldberg? A fledgling... A fledgling... A fledgling... Fledgling? Fledgling, is that the word? I probably shouldn't be saying the word if I can't say it right. But a fledgling roster? Lack of creativity? SmackDown is... 
in good shape. SmackDown is, you know, definitely the better show. But as WWE caters to SmackDown, Raw continues to go down the drain. The flagship show, right? The A show for the WWE continues to go down the drain. The USA can't be happy about that. The USA can't be happy about NXT failing on Wednesday nights. The USA can't be happy about more big stars going to another company. Or more big WWE stars going to the other show. So that leads me to this. If the USA Network decides to drop Raw because it's failing in the ratings... And AEW has higher ratings than Raw? Can you still sit there and tell me that AEW is not competition? See, a lot of people saying, well, the WWE has global reach, right? So does AEW. AEW is in Canada. AEW is in India. AEW has their world champion wrestling in Mexico. They have their... Partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling while WWE's Japan office dissolves. So, really, this whole global reach shit, it's BS. Because AEW, what do they need to do to have global reach? Get in with the Saudi Prince and have Saudi Arabia shows? Does that equal a global reach? Because last time I checked, AEW being the number one wrestling show in Canada and the UK right now with the ratings... Sounds like a global reach. The number one promotion in Mexico is not the WWE. It's AAA. And who is the AAA Mega Campeon? Kenny Omega. AEW wrestler. Kenny Omega. New Japan Pro Wrestling on New Japan World is promoting AEW Dynamite. When they have a Kojima or a Yuji Nagata. Or they have, like this week, a Minoru Suzuki. The number one wrestling company in Japan is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And they are promoting AEW. So, the global reach is definitely there. And as AEW continues to succeed in their TV markets, they're going to get higher and bigger TV deals. That's just how it works. AEW already had a restructured deal that got them more money and more years for Turner Broadcasting, for Warner Media. AEW's ratings are going to be through the roof with the additions and the buzz coming out of All Out. I expect tonight's AEW Dynamite to be the highest rated episode of AEW history. And if it isn't, then the people that tuned in and found out what happened on this past Sunday will tune in next week. But right now, AEW is the cool, hip show. In the 90s, in the late 90s, as the WWE had a youth movement with the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, while the WWE looked like the new hip show in town, the other channel had... Dinosaurs. The other channel had Hogan and Savage. They had Nash and Hall. They had Ric Flair. They had all these other guys on the show. And what would you have rather watched? 
the cool hip guys or the old men thinking that they're still 40. Now, fast forward. WWE, it's not about age here, but WWE has the guys that, you know, you've seen. The guys that been around for a long time and there's literally no creative anything going with them. While AEW has the cool hip show. AEW has the roster that the fans are going to get behind. AEW has the guys that are cool. You know, you got the Darby Allens. You have the Jungle Boys. These are people that are going to grow. And that's all this bullshit about how AEW is just bringing in WWE superstars and not having their own talents, not having their own homegrown guys. BS. CM Punk came back to fight who? Not Jericho. Not Cody. Who? Darby Allen. Which raises Darby Allen's stock with the company. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, sorry, came out and helped who? The Jurassic Express, which raises the stock of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Chris Jericho feuded with who? MJF. And besides Miro, every champion in AEW never stepped foot in the WWE. Kenny Omega is your world champion. The Lucha Bros are your tag team champions. And Britt Baker is your women's champion. And none of them stepped foot in the WWE. The number one feud and the number one grudge match that the world wants to see right now for AEW is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Both guys never stepped foot in the WWE. So all this, oh, well, AEW's relying on WWE guys and pushing their homegrown talent. They don't have homegrown talent, blah, 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 blah. Stop that shit. It's a false narrative that they need to stop spinning because it's bullshit. And for all the fans of AEW saying that is going out of business... Stop that shit. It's not happening. The WWE is not going out of business. But the one thing that I would say is that the WWE saying that AEW is not competition. Bullshit. AEW may not be competition right now, but in a few months, if the... If we continue to go down this path where AEW's popularity continues to rise and WWE's popularity continues to dwindle while Fox is pissed at WWE for not bringing in CM Punk while the USA Network is pissed at WWE for giving all the good shit to Fox. The WWE may be setting themselves up for a big, big surprise. They may be setting themselves up for a big slap in the face because if... The USA Network does not want to do business with the WWE after this contract that they currently have. What happens then? We'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to be talking about another wrestler who is teasing making the jump to AEW. And after that, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw and NXT and my opinion on it. Vince McMahon was not in the building on Monday. It was produced by executive producer Bruce Pritchard. Didn't make much of a difference to me. And I'll tell you why. 
when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about another wrestler who is trying to create some speculation here. Another wrestler who's throwing his name into that hat here. Another WWE superstar who may be coming up with a contract that is expiring and may be making the jump to all elite wrestling. That man is Kevin Owens. And we're going to talk all about that right now. So let's let's get right into this. Kevin Owens put out a tweet last night, and that tweet was map coordinates. If you Googled it like I did, those map coordinates showed the Mount Rushmore. If you don't know what the Mount Rushmore is, then you're probably living under the rock of Mount Rushmore. But Mount Rushmore is in, I believe, Idaho, and it is a mountain with the four presidents' faces carved in it, but... The more, more importantly to this story, at least, Kevin Owens used to be in a faction in the Indies, pro wrestling guerrilla to be exact, called Mount Rushmore, and that faction also consisted of the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. So, Kevin Owens also put in his uh, bio, almost there, right? Almost there, almost there to Mount Rushmore. Kevin Owens' deal was restructured during the pandemic. He originally signed a five-year deal in 2018 that was restructured during the pandemic to now end and expire in January of 2022, which is only a few months away. Kevin Owens, who has been fledgling, I keep on saying that word, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but been fledgling in mid-card status for the last two years in the WWE probably may not resign. Kevin Owens, a former WWE Universal Champion. Kevin Owens, a family man. Kevin Owens, a guy who, you know, 
has been relevant since he started in the WWE. He beat John Cena on his first match on the main roster. A lot of accolades, but what has the WWE done for him as of late? Kevin Owens is literally one of those guys that they go back to but never pull the trigger on. He's currently in the Cesaro status, even though he had more titles than Cesaro. He had more world title opportunities and actually won the world title, unlike Cesaro. But Kevin Owens is not that guy. Kevin Owens is a main eventer any other place in the world. So let's not talk about Kevin Owens and let's talk about Kevin Steen, the man. Kevin Steen, the man, thrives off of creating moments and creativity, and character and story development. Here's a guy that I met personally. Here's a guy that told me personally that it's not about the wrestling to Kevin Owens, to Kevin Steen. It's not about the wrestling. It's about creating moments. And who is creating more memorable moments right now than AEW? He sees his friends, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, he sees these friends, Chris Jericho, all making memorable moments on AEW, and AEW has the buzz. One thing that Kevin Steen was known for when he was on the indies was he always found himself in the center of the buzz of whatever was hot on the indies. Ring of Honor in its prime, Kevin Steen was one of the top guys. PWG, In its prime, Kevin Steen was the top guy. The guy thrives in making moments. And what moments has he made in the WWE ever since his, you know, I guess his, you you could say he had a good little mini feud with Roman Reigns. They had that match at the Royal Rumble last year. But besides that, what has he done? Kevin Owens is like a totally different guy than what Kevin Steen is. And I'm sure just like Moxley, just like CM Punk, just like Aleister Black, just like all these other guys who was in the WWE and felt shackled and handcuffed and wasn't able to really explore their creativity. I'm sure there's like a monster waiting to come out of this guy. And I'm sure that he feels that if he makes that jump to AEW, he would be allowed to. And that's the thing. If, if, if. Because the other side of this story is Kevin Owens is also a family man. Kevin Owens does what he does for his family. So if WWE offers him more money at the end of his contract, does he take it? Maybe. Because it's going to come down to what is more important to Kevin Steen, the man. Is providing for your family more important than your creativity? Because here's the thing. I know AEW is probably going to give him a nice size contract. But can the can Kevin Owens go for less money and more creativity over more money for the same spot that he's in now? If the WWE offers him more money. We don't know. They already restructured his contract. They Obviously didn't think that he was worth keeping all the way to 2023. So they want to restructure it to 2022. So does that look like a slap in the face to Kevin? Who knows? that Maybe the WWE doesn't even try to re-sign Kevin Owens. 
But my gut tells me the same thing it told me about Adam Cole. When it comes down to it, there's more upside being a part of All Elite Wrestling at this current time period than there is to be a part of the WWE. This guy needs to break out. If you're not familiar with Kevin Steen's work on the Indies, do yourself a favor. Check it out. Check out his work in Ring of Honor in 2010 and 2011. Check out his work in PWG from 2010 all the way to 2014. Check out his work in NXT. Check out his work everywhere this man's been. He found a way to make the conversation about him. And right now, when you look at the landscape of the WWE, this guy's just right there in the middle. This guy's just, you know, he's not a main event star. He's not a curtain jerker. But for someone that I know thrives on creativity, I know that this guy craves more out of his spot. So I honestly think that come January 2022... Kevin Steen will be all elite. He will join his friends, the Young Bucks. He will join his friend, Kenny Omega. He will join his friend, Adam Cole, Chris Jericho. And he will join AEW. Now, everyone who's listening to this, they might be like, well, Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens is not a needle mover. But that's the thing. He was a needle mover. The WWE beat that out of him. Who's to say with the shackles and handcuffs off that he does not become a big mega star in professional wrestling like he was? Who's to say that with him being 100% creative, he doesn't break out? See, the WWE hired stunning Steve Austin, who was not a needle mover, Stunning Steve Austin was a part of the WCW. He was a part of ECW. And he was not a needle mover. I'm doing air quotes. I know you can't see because this is not on video. But I'm doing air quotes. He was not a needle mover. But guess what? When Stone Cold started putting more of himself into his character. And Stunning Steve Austin became Stone Cold Steve Austin. He became the biggest commodity in pro wrestling. He became the top guy in the mid to late 90s Stone Cold Steve Austin was bigger than Hulk Hogan so you don't necessarily need to be a needle mover when you go to AEW because with that creative freedom that AEW allows you you have the room to create something special I would take the Redeemer, Miro, over the Bulgarian brute, Rusev. I would take John Moxley over Needles to the Butt, Dean Ambrose, Comedy Act. I would take the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, over Stardust. Stardust was not a needle, needle mover. Cody Rhodes is. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Take off the shackles on these guys and create amazing characters. 
create amazing storylines. Kevin Steen will be no different, in my opinion. I can't wait to see what happens with Bray Wyatt. I think once you take off the creative shackles of Bray Wyatt, that mind that that man has is going to create such a huge buzz for AEW. That's right now we're just on the surface level of what AEW can actually do. And once again, like I said in the last segment, all these people saying, oh, well, they have too many WWE guys. I'm sorry, but if you lose your job somewhere else, you're not going to stop looking for work, are you? And if AEW sees a talented free agent market, they would be stupid to say, oh, well, he, he wrestled in WWE. Why should he wrestle here? That's just my opinion. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw and NXT from the last two days. NXT, the end of the NXT that we know it of today is now over. We're going to be seeing the new era of NXT starting next week. Monday Night Raw ran by Bruce Pritchard, not Vince McMahon this week. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We're going to talk all about that when we come back. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if people expected Monday Night Raw to be this immaculate show coming out of AEW's All Out. I don't know if they expected a full creative change to Raw, but I saw a lot of people being disappointed that Raw wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be coming out of AEW's All Out pay-per-view. WWE is saying that AEW is not competition. Why would All Out and the success coming out of AEW affect WWE's Monday Night Raw's daily operations? We'll talk about that right now. Monday Night Raw this week was a good show. It was not a great show, but there's still a lot of stuff holding this show back. In my opinion, the whole tag team turmoil match was really cool. I I like the tag team turmoil match. Where it went wrong was they decided to separate the match into a... Two-segment match. You had the first segment being what started out Raw, and then you had Tag Team Turmoil end Raw. 
kind of took the momentum out of that matchup. I don't mind that uh, the Hurt Business won, or Bobby and MVP. I don't mind that they won. We're going down the road of Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton. And even though I don't ever remember these two wrestling, I'm not as excited for it as some other people. But still, like I like the idea of possibly on one night we'll have Randy Orton and Matt Riddle put up their tag team titles against Bobby Lashley and MVP, and then also on that night, Bobby Lashley faces Randy Orton for the world title. That would be cool. That's something different. They don't do that. So that would be awesome. But still, the momentum of this Raw seemed like it took a big gut punch when they ended this matchup later on in the night, like mid-match, right? So that was one gripe I had. Another gripe that I had was I really wanted to see Nia Jax versus Charlotte Become a thing. Like, why after they had their little shoot fight last week, why not build that storyline? Why not build that up to a pay-per-view match? I would much rather see animosity between Nia Jax and Charlotte go going into a pay-per-view than a blow-off on Raw because Charlotte needs to face the little girl with her evil doll. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss is an okay matchup. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss with Lily and the paranormal crap that they got going on. That's where things get a little... Ugh. I say it every week when I talk about Raw. The whole paranormal crap with Lily. It's not doing anything for me. I don't know if it's doing anything for anybody else. But for me, it's just a hard thing to sit through and watch. But honestly, if you're going to go down the path of Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. You have... The talent there. Let's cut out all the BS and let's have a good matchup. But that, in my opinion, is a raw matchup. Because the story coming out of last week was Charlotte and Nia Jax obviously has real beef with each other. They was really trying to take shots at each other. So why not have that as your main story? See, I had Vince Russo on this show a month ago. And Vince Russo said something that I resonate with. That I agree with. The more reality-based television that you have, the more compelling it is to watch. If I know Nia Jax and Charlotte really hates each other, and they have a match at the pay-per-view, now I want to see that pay-per-view. I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen on this pay-per-view match? But you blow it off on Raw. Because your main storyline is the evil girl with her little evil doll versus Charlotte. Like, Bro, come on. Come on, what makes more sense to you? The money match between two girls who hate each other? Or the little demon girl and her little demon doll versus a rural world champion? And for everybody hitting me up, like, oh, Undertaker had paranormal crap. I'm sorry, once again, if you're comparing Alexa Bliss and her little demon doll to the Undertaker, then you obviously don't know what the hell you're talking about. The Undertaker was an overall character... Alexa Bliss was a spinoff of The Fiend Bray Wyatt, and now that they eliminated The Fiend Bray Wyatt, they're like grasping at straws to have this continue. They want the popularity of Bray Wyatt to be given to Alexa Bliss, but it's just not working because it's not Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt already was a more sinister, dark, paranormal type character, while Alexa Bliss was not, and now all of a sudden we are supposed to believe that she is. This side was always alive. She always had this side a part of her because she always had this doll. 
You remember when they were showing pictures of her when she was a child when they photoshopped Lily the doll into those pictures? So why was it that she was not always like this? If Alexa Bliss came into the company, if she came into the main roster with this character, it would make a little bit more sense, but it doesn't make sense. Because the blow-off of the Alexa Bliss character was supposed to be her and Bray Wyatt. Now that Bray Wyatt was eliminated from that whole dynamic, what's going to be the blow-off here? In my opinion, if I'm booking this, I'm, I'm ending this whole paranormal crap. Have Charlotte rip the head off of the Lily doll, which snaps Alexa Bl- back into being, I guess, the regular Alexa Bliss. Because, you know, with wrestling, you want to suspend your disbelief. There's nothing about this whole thing that makes me suspend my disbelief. I keep on going back to the Nikki A.S.H. thing also. Like, there's nothing about her being a superhero or almost a superhero that makes me suspend my disbelief. So that's why Raw is still a hard watch. That's why Raw still is hard to really get behind. And then when you have something good on it and you ruin the momentum of it, like the tag team turmoil, sitting through the rest of the show is just a hard thing to do. I gave a Raw a 1 out of 5. Sorry. Not a big fan. If this is, you know... This was your answer to All Out. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, NXT last night, a good show, but I don't know how invested I could get behind with NXT. Knowing that starting next week, the hands, the grubby little hands of Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard's going to be all over that show. We're going to have a new, brighter, colorful NXT. We're going to have a new youth movement, a younger movement, a bigger movement. While right now you got guys in NXT busting their ass and we may not even know if they're even going to be a factor starting next week. So how am I supposed to get invested into a show where they're telling us, well, next week we're going to reboot the whole show. So that's why NXT is hard to watch because this whole reboot makes everything that happens before the reboot obsolete. They should have already rebooted it. So the last two weeks was not a waste of time. But I guess... I will start following NXT more frequently, I guess, starting next week. Because it's a hard sit-through knowing that none of this shit even matters. So I guess we're going to see what happens with NXT next week. I think it's sad that this is the end of an era. NXT was the alternative to the WWE. They had a built-in alternative to the WWE. And now NXT is going to be Raw and SmackDown Lite, it seems. But I mean, I guess we don't know until we see it. We'll see it next week. Something that we will be seeing is AEW Dynamite tonight. To hear all my thoughts and opinions about AEW Dynamite tonight, make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Hope everyone has a great day. Enjoy your Wednesday. Stay safe, stay positive, stay healthy. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit up the Dirty Heels Podcast. I was on that podcast last week. Don't want to miss out on that. So many good things happening. I'm so grateful for all my fans from around the world, from Mexico, Canada, Brazil, Ireland, the UK, Germany, freaking all over the world. I got fans from all over, and I'm so incredibly humble. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Make sure you download the podcast. Check us out tomorrow here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.